This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from her this past Monday, and I am so blessed to be welcoming Tevis Trower back onto the show. So we can talk a little bit more about one of her programs, Firekeeper. Tevis, welcome back. Thank you so much. I have had such a good time speaking with you, Zach. It's fun to be back. I am super excited about this because I know you had an incredible journey that you shared a lot of that with us on Monday. I feel like we could have kept chatting for quite a bit longer just because you have so much amazing experience. But I wanted to give the audience an opportunity to really dive into some of the coursework that you've created, some of the things that um, really highlight crisis leadership intensives and the Firekeeper program, where a big piece of that is now is no time for business as usual. And through shifting economic and infrastructural paradigms, the ability to innovate is one skill that we have to really cultivate. And I want to give you the opportunity. What is this program? Give us some takeaways from it. Who should look towards something like this and how will it help us all? Well, I mean, we're just in such a hot mess. Let's just face it, right? (laughs) I mean, whether we're looking at not knowing what the Fed is going to be doing to the rate, and so we don't know what's going to be happening, or the war and how that's going to continue to impact our supply chain. Like, there is so much uncertainty, right? And that's the contextual kind of the global, you know, the global warming. Like, there's so little room for certainty, right? But most of what we've been taught about being a leader is knowing how to be certain. And even when we talk about pivoting, right, so much of our conversation around pivoting is having certainty about how we should pivot and what we should do. Well, so when you think about what that means and then you add to it the other forms of uncertainty that exist, and those are new social rules, right? Like, are you afraid of me? Cause I'm a female and you're a dude, right? Like, or maybe I'm older or you're younger, or you're a, a they, and I'm not a they I'm a she, or there's so many ways to be afraid of each other and corporations, organizations, whether you're a corporation or not organizations of all types, including startups are really having to navigate this ongoing sustained sense of crisis, right? So we've got the internal crises all of us have watched play out. Hell, Harvard had a cover story a month ago about, I've got it right here, about managing a polarized workforce, right? Like it's everywhere. So the question becomes, when most assumptions around leadership are predicated upon certainty, and I've got to be the strong one, and I've got to have a vision, and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, there's just mayhem. And then you add on to it a hybrid workforce who's feeling heard, who's feeling included, who's feeling sidelined, right? All of this is convergent. Well, being productive and responding appropriately, unfortunately, a lot of times 
people assume, how do we get back to normal? And then they say, oh, wait a minute. No, we have to create a new normal, right? Like you've heard all these phrases, right? Absolutely. So what's wonderful about the process of innovation, right? And Joe Campbell, who like a lot of people know him is the myth dude, right? The guy who would talk about myth. In his book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, he says very point blank, creativity is never going back to what was or superimposing your will on what you think should be. It's never actually that either of those are retrograde because they can only emerge from the state of consciousness that we have in this second, right? That's predicated by all of our false assumptions from the decades past, et cetera, et cetera. So what is it to really navigate in the moment in a collective And what's beautiful about this is when you look at teams trying to get stuff done, or maybe an executive team trying to navigate all the curveballs coming their way, both internally and externally, there are two things that businesses like to be able to couch themselves on that actually don't work. And one of them is expectations, right? We all love to have expectations. What do you expect the market is going to do? What expect, 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 right? KPIs are a form of expectations. And all that is fine for business performance. It is not fine in a moment as chaotic as right now in determining the how we're going to get there. When you move into a moment like now that has as many points of chaos happening, you have got to be flexible about your how. And you actually have to broaden not only the data points, but the voices involved in the conversation. And so a lot of what Firekeeper does is it gives a team, whether it's an executive team or a project team, it gives a team a context, a container through which having those conversations is not only safe, but really efficient. So you're training the contributors' brains out of both resting on expectation, because that's going to screw us all, right? If we had done that two years ago, then what would the world look like right now? If we do that right now, then we're going to be acting according to what we're seeing right now. And the world is going to change about 50 times between the moment that you and I are having this conversation and the moment that it actually goes on air, right? So so it really allows folks to respond to these pressures in the moment. The other thing that it does is it really pulls back judgment. Because when I'm judging you, how safe do you feel to share your impressions? It's nearly impossible, right? Nearly impossible. You have to be a really strong freaking character (laughs) to speak your truth in the face of judgment, right? Right. But when we look at what judgment really does, what it does to teams and how it squelches our best efforts, how it squelches our best possible outcomes, Then we start to go, oh, wow, I was just judging you, or I was judging me for judging you, or I was thinking you were judging, right? So we start to peel back all this agita, and we start to create an environment in which all the folks involved are really skillful about how the voice of judgment functions and really screws up how we get things done every day from a standpoint, not only of trust, but risk-taking, saying the crazy idea shooting the hole in something because we've got a data point. It's kind of funny. We were both in the, the services. I spent time with this guy from the war college. And this was back in the mid-90s, right? 
And he and I were talking about how even in the military, they had learned they had to decentralize the chain of information flow and the speed in which they would empower folks to make choices on down the line because it was impossible for the power structure to respond accurately. I mean, if an old war horse like the army can do that, like it's time, it's time to really shift that point of empowerment and the skill sets needed to understand when we aren't even allowing something to go forward just out of fear or desire to control. So these are really like just two two examples. Applying curiosity. Well, in crisis, you can lock down and cling to what you know or hope or think might happen. But when you open up the collective thinking to being more curious, then suddenly you're not going to be as blindsided when the next curveball comes. This is geared toward the corporate world, looking at key leaders within organizations. And in a big piece, this was taught, I believe it was taught at Stanford Graduate School of Business. And it's like yep. a tool that is like just across amazing different aspects from, it has tools, I want to read this properly, Morgan Stanley, Chanel, Edelman, Disney, Harvard Business Review events. I mean, this is like not just standard coursework that's being out there. This is stuff that is tried and true. It's been a, through the gambit, if you will, where it really does impact organizations and key leaders within organizations. Well, what's cool about this approach is it's not sage on the stage. So you're not going to get some facilitator who comes in and coos at you and says, here's our model of 10 top tips to blah, blah, blah. And here's, here's your practical for this week, right? This is not that. This is sleeves up. And this is everyone in the room is contributing and talking. And you're talking about not only your business challenges, right? But you're talking about how your own thinking gets in the way. So it's high accountability. It, it, it really fosters trust because no one in that room, no one in this experience can be there for the hour or so to unlock this concept. Then you walk into the right next meeting and you better be practicing it. So it's really structured around learn a concept, pivotal shift, practice it right now. And the accountability is through the roof because when the whole team's in it, then you can't hide and go back to the old behaviors. I love that it creates that joint accountability. It's one of those, if you do it as a team, yeah. it's no longer finger pointing. It is just accountability. It's us. Is. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it us. cultivates that environment. And the best way to find this intensive is balanceintegration.com forward slash firekeeper. Firekeeper. You can yep. schedule a discovery call with you. You can meet the team yep. through that link. Um, and overall, it's a great opportunity for these organizations to shift in a yeah. lot of different ways. The really cool thing, too, is um, when we work through this with a team, the team creates a goal, right? And what's really amazing to see is what elements of that goal for the team stay intact and what elements of the goal really shift along the way. Not like you're moving the goalpost. It's just that you realize that what you thought was winning at the beginning of the 10 weeks may be something very different than your understanding of winning by the end of the 10 weeks. And that's really cool to see because that creates a social glue and a mutual respect that just unfortunately doesn't grow on trees. And a big piece of that is the buy-in, right? The team's yeah. buying into everything because you're developing it together. 
Tavis, I absolutely love that. And I want to provide the audience the opportunity again. What are your links, your website? Where can they find your book? Make sure that they can reach out to you to learn more from you. I would love them to. They can get me. I'm going to give you my direct email. If you spam me, I'll be really sad. But <laughs> my direct email is tevis at balanceintegration.com. You can find articles on me, tons of podcasts, etc. on our website, www.balanceintegration.com. I'm on LinkedIn. The company's on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Insta. I'm pretty much an open book. Like if you want to know, does this woman practice what she shares in corporations, then you're going to see exactly that. So please get in touch, follow me, reach out. I'd love to hear what you're trying to navigate through in all of this. I absolutely love it. I definitely encourage everybody to reach out to Tevis. Obviously, some great wisdom attached to everything you're talking about and sharing with us. I just want to thank you overall for everything you've brought to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You've been such a great host. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.